Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Defend Home Field podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here and tuning into this crazy episode. But before we do get into it, I just want to let you guys know that if you do not want to miss this episode or any future episodes, please make sure to go to anchor.fm slash defend home pod. Again, that is anchor.fm slash defend home pod. And please give it a share and a follow if you guys enjoyed it and so you guys do not miss out or your family on any future episodes. Welcome to part three of this NFL free agency period episode. I cannot wait to bring this to you. So I think what we're going to do is, so I was kind of thinking off camera, off, uh, off air a little bit before I started this episode. And I did just want to say, so I didn't, so with the timing of how free agency kind of came in and I don't know if it was just my timing or what happened, but basically we got kind of behind on the earlier like free agency news. So I think what I'm going to do is because the past few episodes I've been talking about free agency and I feel like we're just, you know, with the fact that we're just getting more and more news every day. And it's just hard to keep up with. I think what I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to be discussing the most recent things in this episode that you guys are going to hear today. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to actually go through and then I'm just going to briefly discuss the headlines on some other, you know, the earlier news that we may have missed because it's just it's really hard to get through it all. So I think that's what I'm going to do. And it sounds like just the best option because and I figure we don't have to completely delve into those later ones just because you know you guys already know about those ones and those are just the most irrelevant out of the list so I think that's just kind of the best case there I just I did want to discuss everything and I think that's just kind of the best way to do it is just to briefly briefly discuss each thing so let me know if you guys think that sounds good and I hope I'm sorry for the rant I hope you guys have are doing well having a great day whatever you know, I, I thank you guys so much for the support. You guys are amazing. Uh, let me just say that first of all as well. I, you guys are incredible. Uh, I, I've always said it in these episodes. I didn't think the, the podcast would go and get to this point that it's at right now. You guys are insane. I love you guys so much. But yeah, with all that being said and all that out of the way, let's get into the episode. So the first thing is... Going to be the latest news and kind of the league update from as of today, Saturday, March 18th. So the first thing is going to be with the, kind of let it load here a little bit. <laughs> Have you guys ever do something? This is a little bit off topic. You guys ever do something or like you're about to go do something and then you're like, you kind of, you, you have to wait for like, if you're, let's say you're on the internet and you're trying to go do something, but it's taking a long time, but your internet, or I don't even know if it's just the internet, but you know, your laptop or computer is taking a long time to load. And then you kind of just start to like daydream in your head. And then you almost kind of forget what it is that you're actually doing. I just, I, I get those moments sometimes. I don't know, a little off topic, but <laughs> I just wanted to say that because I get that sometimes too. I'll just be like, daydreaming and i'll be like what was it I, what was it that i was actually doing on here like wh where am i going um but anyway the first thing is with the cleveland browns they are signing tight end jordan akins and defensive tackle maurice hurst 
The next team is the Jaguars. They are signing cornerback Trey Herndon. Herndon, I don't know how to say it. Herndon, Herndon. I've said, I've heard a lot of people say his name in different ways. I honestly don't. Let me know what you guys think about that. Herndon, Herndon. I'm going to say Herndon. Agreed to terms on a contract. There is no news as far as the numbers on that. And the Vikings, they have signed offensive tackle. I don't even know if I could say that first name. Olisameka Udo. So, yeah. You guys know who he is, the man. But yeah, so there's a signing. And then moving on to our next topic. Man, this, this is a little bit slow today. Bear with me, guys. Okay. The next team is the Seahawks. They were signing former Giant safety Julian Love. So yeah, from Gotham to the Emerald City, one of free agents' top remaining safeties will go off the board. Free Former New York Giants safety Julian Love has signed with the Seattle Seahawks per Seattle on Friday afternoon. And then moving on to our next topic is going to be, let me just get it up here and ready to go. Let's see. Sorry, guys, my laptop's being a little bit... um. A little bit slow today. I do apologize about that. Uh, the next thing is going to be with the Buccaneers. They plan, or they did release tight end Cameron Brait after nine seasons on the team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Friday announced the release of tight end Cameron Brait. Tampa Bay also announced the official release of running back Leonard Fournette, which was initially reported on February 28th. Brait was first signed by the Bucs back in 2014 as an undrafted free agent and has played each of his 126 career games with the club. He was briefly signed with the Saints practice squad. But other than that, he has been with the Bucs. With his pre-June 1st release, Brait will save the Buccaneers $2.3 million in cap space. He signed a six-year $40.8 million contract back in 2018 with Tampa Bay. His release isn't all that surprising coming off a 2022 campaign in which teammates Cade Otten and Cole Cleft had 11 and 12 starts at tight end. Respectively, Breit had just one. So kind of going off this season, you could clearly tell the team was shifting in a different direction, kind of getting a little bit younger. And that's really what a lot of these are about is it's also just about, you know, it's it's what makes the most sense for the teams. You know, the players get older. You bring in new guys, you know, guys cost money. So, you know, those older guys start to really cost a lot. So you you cut them and release them to save some cap and, you know, save yourself some money for some other signings. And that's just the way it goes. It really is a business. I mean, I mean it is. It's, it's never anything personal because it's just it's the way it goes. And then moving on to the next thing is going to be with the Cincinnati Bengals in light, left tackle Jonah Williams as he is requesting a trade following the Orlando Browns signing. So Cincinnati sees the opportunity to upgrade at left tackle this week. Unfortunately for Jonah Williams, that upgrade means his job is in jeopardy to this point. Williams had reached in kind requesting a trade throughout his agent per Ian Rappaport. The lineman is seeking a new start somewhere else after the Bengals went fishing for the top left tackle in Orlando Brown and were able to land him with a deal that largest with the largest signing bonus, $31 million, even given to an offensive lineman. Left tackle wasn't necessarily a position of priority, but signing Brown provided the Bengals with an upgrade in multi-year security ahead of an anticipated extension for Joe Burrow, which obviously they're building around him. 
Entering the fifth and final year of his rookie contract, which is scheduled to pay him a guaranteed base salary of $12.6 million, Cincinnati can clear the entirety of that number from its cap by trading him, but likely won't recoup the first-round pick the Bengals spent on him in 19. A day-two pick could get a deal done if the Bengals are interested in moving on from Williams. Cincinnati has dedicated considerable resources to its offensive line, signing Lyle Collins, Ted Karras, and Alex Kappa in 2022. Also with the starting left guard, Cordell Volson. Might not be for the Bengals anyway, though, unless he accepts the moves from the right tack, right side of the line. He'd be replacing Lyle Collins, which who could be delayed returning from in 2023 from that season-ending knee injury. So, yeah, there's just a lot going on, and we'll just kind of have to wait and see. But yeah, so Williams starting 42 of a possible 50 50 games over the last three seasons after missing his entire rookie campaign due to injury. So from their perspective, he definitely um, helped the Bengals land Burrow. And uh, yeah, so missing that season and everything. So yeah, there's just kind of that, just kind of talking about, you know, the Bengals and kind of what they're up to, so... It's always kind of great to see teams being able to shift around and figure out different things that they're going to do and stuff like that. It's always really fun to watch. Moving on to the Cowboys, they are re-signing backup quarterback uh, Cooper Rush to a two-year contract. So Dallas is keeping backup quarterback Cooper Rush in Dallas. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported Friday, the Cowboys are signing Rush to a two-year deal worth up to $6 million. The first year of the pact and a signing bonus are fully guaranteed. Rush has proven he's a capable backup to Dak Prescott, able to hold down the fort if the starter gets injured. Back in 2022, Rush started five games in place of an injured Dak Prescott, playing well and generating a 4-1 record. At a time, he was actually 4-0, but then suffered that first loss. With a 58% completion percentage, 1,051 pass yards, and five touchdowns to three picks, on the season, Dallas won its first four games under Rush on the back of a defense that allowed fewer than 17 points each contest. Thanks to that four-game win streak, though, Rush was able to have his first winning, first winning, winning his first ever start. Excuse me, back in 2021, the 29-year-old became the fourth quarterback in the Super Bowl era to win his first five career starts with his team scoring 20-plus points in each of those contests. So, yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. And when you look at it that way, puts him to pretty good company. Moving on to our next thing is former Dolphin tight end Mike Gesicki is agreeing to terms with the Patriots on a one-year deal. So, yeah, per Mike Garofalo and Tom Pelissero, they do report this, that Gesicki and the Patriots agreed to terms on a one-year $4.5 million deal with $3.55 million guaranteed in a max of $9 million after incentives. The 27-year-old tight end spent his first five seasons with the Dolphins, getting 231 catches for 2,617 yards and 18 touchdowns. And also, this move does come after the Patriots traded away Jonu Smith to the Atlanta Falcons. So that's also a really big, really big part of that. And of course, keeping that two tight end look, keeping, of course, Hunter Henry, who was very productive in 2021 well not as productive in 2022 i don't think as 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 in 2021 i definitely think he was way more productive in 21 than 22 
He still had a really good season, though. Following back-to-back 700-plus-yard seasons in 2020 and 21, the Dolphins used the franchise tag on Gesicki back in 22. But he was kind of a miscast due to Mike McDaniel's system. He was a good receiver who can line up tight in the slot or out wide, but struggles blocking, which the Finns' new system requires. As such, he just caught 32 passes for 362 yards, five touchdowns in 2022. So yeah, I think those numbers definitely do speak for themselves as far as, you know, what the new system is requiring versus what Mike Kosicki actually has. And um, yeah, New England likes to use guys, you know, tight ends, receivers, running, not receivers, but tight ends, you know, running backs, just any of those types of backs, anything like that. They really like to utilize those guys as receivers and put them out wide and, you know, put them in the slot, put them, you know, put them on slants, whatever the case is, put them in blocking. But I think New England definitely utilizes tight ends pretty well at the blocking. And so, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think Mike Gesicki will definitely, he'll either get better with the blocking or he will just, he'll be a really good pass catcher. And I'm excited to really see what he does there. Cause he can really get down, you know, he can really get down in those trenches and, you know, catch some pretty good balls. And so, yeah, I don't know how much he'll be relied on blocking. I know Hunter Henry did that quite a lot in this past 2022 season. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see how they utilize him and essentially what they end up doing. But yeah, uh, speaking of Johnny Smith, he replaces Johnny, who was traded from New England to Atlanta. While Gesicki in New England seems an odd pairing given his lack of blocking prowess, Belichick has made it clear in discussing the tight end when preparing to play Miami throughout the years that he views Gesicki as a big receiver. And yeah, I think that's actually pretty clear because Mike Gesicki gets put out, you know, when he was in Miami, he got put out wide and he he got put on the line quite often and actually had some pretty good routes and, you know, some really good catches. And he's good on those slants where he kind of like, you know, if the safety is kind of a butt, you know, kind of over him, you know, shadowing a little bit behind him. Gesicki's really good at catching those types of balls in tight windows and tight spaces and he does really good at getting some extra yards, uh, considering out of those situations as well. i really seen him kind of do that. And he's got some, you know, with his size, he's got some power and he's got some moves. And he definitely has some, uh, he definitely has some speed to him too, considering his size. So he's really a special player. And yeah, I, I think when you think about Bill Belichick and how he just described that as him being a receiver, I think that definitely makes sense because he can play like a receiver and, Essentially, that's just what he is. So I think, you know, it's basically like adding a receiver to the team. And I, yeah, I could definitely see Belichick playing him like that pretty much all season. You could play him, you know, and that's exactly what I was just talking about. Like with the, with the running backs, he, you know, he'll line his backs up as receivers and basically, you know, he'll do that if he had like back when they had Julian Edelman and all those guys, Amandola, all those guys, you know, Gronk and all of them. You know, if he had a few of those types of receivers out a game, what he would do is he would definitely, you know, he would play James White from the back and put him in the slot, put him, you know, out wide as a receiver to make up for the lack of receivers. And so I definitely could see Belichick kind of doing that same type of thing with Mike Gesicki. 
Whereas like in certain plays, they'll, you know, use the tight end look and then where they use the double tight end. And then they'll also put Mike Gesicki out as a receiver and then just have Hunter Henry as the one tight end. So, you know, there's a lot of different looks that they can go there. And I, I could definitely see that working out. And it's essentially like adding, you know, it's a good mix. You're adding receiver and you're also adding a tight end. So you're getting basically a two for one there. So, yeah, that's a really good signing. And I'm I, I like it. It wasn't the guy I was looking at, but I definitely it, it makes sense. Moving on to the next thing is former Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota signing a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah, former Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota is signing a one-year deal with the Eagles per Tom Pelissero. ESPN first reported the news. The news comes right after the former former quarter, backup quarterback Gardner Minshew decided to sign with the Colts on Thursday. Minshew will reunite with former Eagles offensive coordinator and the new head Colts head coach Shane Sykin. Marcus Mariota was released on February 28th from the Falcons after one season in Atlanta. The veteran quarterback threw for 2,219 yards, 15 touchdowns to nine picks, with a 61.3 completion percentage in 13 starts, which puts him at five and eight as a starter. Atlanta benched the former number two overall pick in favor of Desmond Ritter back in week 15, and Mariota went on injured reserve, ending his season due to a surgery for a chronic knee injury. So yeah, that's just a little bit of signing there. Moving on to the next thing, and the last thing before we kind of talk about the other news, is quarter, cornerback Darius Slay agrees with the Eagles on a three-year, $42 million deal through 2025. So if you guys were there for my last episode, I talked about how the Eagles were set to get it, were set to get ready to release cornerback Darius Slay. And so I wanted to talk about it now that he is staying in Philly. So a day after it appeared the cornerback could be departing, Slay and the Eagles agreed to a three-year, $42 million deal, putting him in Philly through 2025 with $23 million guaranteed at the signing. So yeah, that was definitely a really big piece to kind of keep in Philly. That would be some big shoes to fill if, you know, he would, if he would have departed. And then, like I was talking about, we're just going to kind of going to talk about the other, you know, the later news now, the news that we didn't exactly ever end up getting to. Well, first off, let me talk about this one. Former Steelers first-round pick Devin Bush is signing a one-year deal with the Seahawks. Bears are signing former Panthers running back Deontay Foreman and ex-Packers tight end Robert Tunyon. Seahawks are bringing back backup quarterback Drew Locke on a one-year $4 million deal. Gardner Minshew signs with the Colts, reuniting with Shane Steichen. Just talked about that. Giants are re-signing wide receiver Darius Slayton, continues to build offense around Daniel Jones. Harrison Smith is agreeing to a restructured deal to stay with the Vikings for his 12th season. Steelers released veteran linebacker Miles Jack after one season. Jalen Ramsey joins the Miami Dolphins. Let's see here. Get in, getting into kind of the other news here. Giants tight end Darren Waller. Giants actually traded for Darren Waller from the Raiders. I didn't never talked about that one. Bengals are signing four-time Pro Bowl left tackle Orlando Brown. Talked about that. 
Panthers have agreed to terms with former Eagles running back Miles Sanders. Saints signing X-Lines running back Jamal Williams to a three-year deal. Eagles are re-signing six-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle, tackle Fletcher Cox for his 12th season in Philly. Ravens are placing a low tender on quarterback Tyler Huntley. Would be no compensation if he signs elsewhere. Commanders expected to sign veteran quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Patriots signed wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster to a three-year, $33 million deal. And if you're on social media, that deal was official yesterday. Levante David returning to Tampa Bay on a one-year, $7 million deal. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, I believe I talked about this in the last episode, but I'll say it again. His intention is to play for the New York Jets in 2023. Next is Bills. They re-signed Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl safety Jordan Poyer to a two-year deal. Bucks signed quarterback Baker Mayfield on a one-year deal. Talked about those guys in the last episode. Panthers expected to sign tight end Hayden Hurst. James Bradbury received, let's see, linebacker veteran Leighton Vander Esch on re-signing with the Cowboys. My best football is ahead of me. Vikings finalizing two-year, $22 million contract for ex-Cardinals cornerback Byron Murphy. I believe some of these guys I talked about in the last episode. Falcons are re-signing offensive lineman Caleb McGarry to a three-year, $34.5 million deal. Panthers signing former Saints quarterback Andy Dalton to a two-year or $11 million contract. Colts released quarterback Matt Ryan after one season. Eagles re-signed cornerback James Bradbury on three-year, $38 million deal. Cowboys are acquiring former All-Pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore from Colts in trade. Leighton, linebacker Leighton Vander Esch returning on two-year deal. Jets signed ex-Packer receiver Alan Lazard to four-year, $44 million deal. Eagles agreed to terms with former Seahawks running back Rashad Penny. Let's see. Saints retaining receiver Michael Thomas on incentive-laden one-year deal. Dolphins re-signed running backs Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson to two-year deals. Cowboys re-signed safety Donovan Wilson on three-year deal. And uh, next is the Cardinals. They re-signed offensive tackle Kelvin Beecham to two-year contract. Raiders signed ex-Patriot receiver Jacoby Myers on, th on three-year, excuse me, $33 million deal. Buccaneers traded veteran guard Shaq Mason to Texans. Falcons signing former Commanders quarterback Taylor Heineke to two-year contract. Linebacker Jermaine Pratt on re-signing with Bengals. I'm big on loyalty. Browns signing former Vikings defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson to four-year $57 million contract. Seahawks are expected to sign former Broncos defensive tackle Draymond Jones to three-year $51 million deal. Vikings signed former Saints defensive end Marcus Davenport to one-year $13 million deal. Jameis Winston returned to Saints on a one-year $8 million max deal. Texans expected to re-sign ex-49ers defensive back Jimmy Ward. Broncos and former Cardinals defensive end Zach Allen agreed a three-year $45.75 million deal. 
Eagles proposed a deal to allow players to wear number zero among nine rule change submissions. That was quite interesting, if I do say so myself. Quarterback Sam Darnold and 49ers agreed to terms on a one-year deal. Dolphins signed former Titan linebacker David Long to two-year $11 million contract. Bucks re-signed cornerback Jamel Dean. Steelers signed three-time All-Pro cornerback Patrick Peterson on two-year $14 million deal. Falcons also signed or Falcons signed former Bengal safety Jesse Bates to a four-year $64.2 million contract. Bears signed ex-Bills linebacker Tremaine Edmonds to a four-year $72 million deal. That was a really big deal that I was not expecting. I was quite surprised by the deal on that one. Dolphins signed quarterback Mike White to back up Tua Tagovailoa. Chiefs signed offensive tackle Jawan Taylor to a four-year $80 million contract. Lions signed cornerback Cameron Sutton to a three-year $33 million deal. Raiders signed quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo to a three-year $72.75 million contract. Broncos signed right tackle Mike McGlinchey to a five-year $87.5 million deal. Offensive guard Ben Powers got a $52 million million deal from Denver. Broncos signed quarterback Jarrett Stidham to a two-year $10 million contract. San Francisco 49ers signing defensive tackle Javon Hargrave to a four-year $84 million contract. Ravens released veteran defensive end Calais Campbell. Eagles center Jason Kelsey returning for 13th NFL season. Chargers running back Austin Eckler requests permission to explore trade options. Haven't heard anything else about that. Patriots were able to re-sign cornerback Jonathan Jones on a two-year deal after allowing him to kind of they hit let him let him hit free agency to re-sign him. Raiders are expected to be interested in former. Yeah, that already happened. Falcons signed right guard Chris Lindstrom to five-year, $105 million extension. Seahawks plan to release veteran defensive lineman Shelby Harris. Let's see here. And yeah, that's just kind of it, guys. Again, I just wanted to kind of talk about that those news that I wasn't able to get in an episode because it was just so far behind. And I just I kind of wanted to talk about those in some way in an episode. But anyway, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode of the Defend Home Field podcast. Again, this was part three of our NFL free agency episode. I really hope you guys did enjoy. Again, please make sure to go to anchor.fm slash defendhomepod. Again, that's anchor.fm slash defendhomepod. Please make sure to give it a follow and a share if you guys did enjoy it so other people can see the episode as well. I really do appreciate it. Also, give it a rating wherever you guys listen and get your podcasts. I really do appreciate it. Also, before we go off of air, I do want to say a big shout out to W.GG. You guys can go there and use code AnthonyM10 to get 10% off your order today on energy products. You can get, uh, it, it helps with focus. You know, you could use it as a pre-workout. It's really, really good for that sort of stuff. There's a Dragon 8 flavor. I really think that one's good. I'll have all of that linked down below. But again, hope you guys had a great day and have one. I'll see you guys later when we talk about more news and have a good day.